This edition of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2019 Greek Island Longevity Experience in Ikaria. Join Damien Christoph and myself for 10 days on the island where people forget to die. Live with the locals, drink the wine, eat the food and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine harvesting, village hopping, beach days on the Aegean Sea, farming and foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, details, highlights of previous events and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-served basis. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to episode 300 of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and I'm beyond excited because it is the first time in about six weeks that Damien Christoph and I are back on the air of 100 Not Out. Damo has been around the world and he's back in the 100 Not Out lounge. Damo, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, Piercy, what a trip! It's been unbelievable. It's been uh, re- it's been really great. I've missed you though, my mate. It's uh, it's it's amazing how much you miss your mates. Tell you what, we had um, an interview with uh, ophthalmologist like Sanduk Ruit, who was in Nepal, and you were in practice, and it was they're five hours behind us in Nepal, and it was just too tricky to get on together yep. then. And then yep. you were in Hawaii with yep. Jacko on a very special father and son schoolies week. Which is just yep. an incredible, incredible work by you. I, I don't know if you've told the listeners. Why don't you tell the listeners what you did for Jacko? Because it's a wonderfully romantic story, I think. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, I think all of the listeners know that Jack and I are really close. We're great friends, as well as I'm his dad and he's my son. And quite clearly, we've got those, um, you know, boundaries well drawn out. But we are mates too, and. One of the things that happens when you're working hard, and he's been working hard at school, and I've been working hard with work, um, and so is Amber. She's been working hard as well. It's not that you not that you drift. It's just that um, you feel maybe you lose a bit of connection, or you just need to reconnect. Maybe that's what it is. And so I said to Jacko, um, if if you're interested, would would you like to go away? And when you finish high school, let's go away and spend a week together, just you and me. And he said, yeah, I'd love that. That'd be awesome. So at one point I had intentions of going to Antarctica. Like I looked at that and then I priced it up. I was going, far out. that's incredible. That's a, that's a bucket list thing. That's not going to be like a little week away. Um, <laughs> that's how big my mind thinks. And then I, um, I think I, I thought that once we hit 1 million subscribers to 100 Not Out that I'd be able to do that. Uh, oh, well, you can do perhaps. that. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're well and truly past a million. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, deals came up on Luxury Escapes. Deals came up with uh, points with Jetstar. And so we flew over to Honolulu and spent uh, a week in Waikiki or six days in Waikiki and, and had a great time. Just bonded, you know, ate great food, had surfing lessons, toured around the island. Um, just did a you know a whole lot of really fun stuff that boys just want to do, and uh, it was and it was no alcohol because you know Jackson uh, is only eighteen, so um, in the US 
he couldn't drink. So it, it was it was just nice. It was nice, good old, fun, clean fun. It was terrific. So we bonded and flew over there and and came back and then got back into work again. Well done. Well, it's incredible to it's it's wonderful that you value your relationship with your son so much. And I wouldn't even call it. Uh, what did you call it? Drifting apart or whatever you said. I think you and a no. time like that takes your relationship with your son to the next level. It's it's yeah. deepening the connection. And as you said, different stage of life. He's just finished school. He didn't go on schoolies with with uh, you know his mates and all the rest of it. He decided that he wanted to do something a little bit different and went away with his dad. I just think it's the best. I love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. And there are people, great man, that uh, are only listening to episode three hundred. This is their first episode because I don't know if you know this. But we had a new registration for our 2019 100 Not Out Longevity Experience whilst you were away from an incredible American by the name of Shelby. Won't give her surname away just for privacy and listener reasons. But Shelby listened to a podcast by Mark Hyman and then she found out about 100 Not Out somehow through the interwebs. And listen yep. to our Ikaria episode, which I think is maybe episode 293 or 2 or 1. And mm-hmm. she loves to travel. And she went on to 100.com, had a look at what we do in Ikaria, hardly knows you and I, saw all of the fun that we have and all of the uh, longevity adventures that we go on and registered for our Ikaria 2019 longevity experience. And so just reminds me that there are people listening to this episode and it is their first or second or their third or their tenth and they don't know you and I all so well. So it's important right. that we that we honour all of our new listeners to the podcast. Um, and if the yeah. word Ikaria is a brand new word uh, to you, go over to 100notout.com and check out what we do every year because uh, in September next year, from September 4 to 13, we'll be over there and you are invited. But Damo, this is episode 300, 300 Ooh. Not Out. Can you believe that? That's uh, that's three centuries, three tons. It's amazing. I can't um, I can't believe it. Like when we first started this, you think it's going to have legs. You think it's going to have longevity. You know that there's people listening, but you don't know how many people's lives are changed because they listen to this content. We get feedback all the time. It's amazing that 300 weeks later we uh, we are here, still doing this thing, Piercy. And you 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 were talking about one million subscribers earlier. Now look. I think we can happily say <laughs> that uh, there aren't 1 million subscribers to the podcast, but Damo, you may not know this. We've had over 300,000 downloads of 100 wow, Not Out, and that is, that, is a, that is a massive thank you to all of our wonderful listeners, and you've been a great support, and we absolutely love the relationship we have with our 100 Not Outers. But what I would say, and I was thinking about this this morning as I was taking the kids out for a little morning um, with uh, with their dad, and I was going for a walk. They were on their scooters, so I was walking by myself. You do a great job as a dad. Oh, well, we're on a little holiday at the moment, and and um, Sebe's having a little lie-in. I can probably announce because this is coming out on New Year's Eve. Oh, it might be a bit cheeky if I do, but I might just announce it now. We are expecting our fourth child in July 2019. Um, <laughs> so just just oh, share that with our with our listeners because I'm pretty sure we would have told the world by then, and if not, well, it's on this podcast. But, um, That's right, Br'er Rabbit. Br'er Rabbit. Oh, my gosh. How did you – I'm reading Br'er Rabbit to my kids at the moment. Really? Why are you calling me Br'er Rabbit? Well, you and Sarah just have kids like your rabbits. Oh, rabbits. And, gotcha. Uh, gotcha, yes. But uh, Br'er Rabbit, it was either Bugs Bunny or Br'er Rabbit um, that you were going to be, but uh, I like Br'er Rabbit. Yeah, no, Br'er Rabbit, he's a cheeky uncle. He's good. I like don't him. Throw, don't throw me in the briar patch. He's antagonizing. But um, 
So I was taking the kids for a walk. Uh, I'll go out for a little coffee and get the kids a little something. And I'm walking along thinking, you know what? We've had over 300,000 downloads of this podcast, but there's 7.6 billion people in the world. Now, I don't know how many of them listen to podcasts, but what I would invite all of our listeners is I would love the day when we can say to our listeners, we have 1 million downloads of the podcast and maybe you know 200,000 subscribers. But if you love this podcast, Please don't keep it a secret. We are a bit of a bespoke wine, you and I, Damo. We're like that wine that you go to at a bespoke winery and you can't find it on the shelves at Dan Murphy's or any of those big joints. We like our little boutique podcast as it is, but that doesn't mean we have to be so private that we become everyone's best kept secret. So I would invite people that if you have friends or family or colleagues that you know would love this, we're not Insta-famous, we're a bit daggy, we tell dad jokes. Yeah, we're, um, daggy. we're not sexy headlines. You'll never read about us on 9MSN. Right. Um, we're not that ripped. We're not that ripped. Um, we're not fake news. We're real news, so we don't really make the news because yeah. we're not fake enough. Yeah. But if you yeah. love, if you love, we're this, not sugar free. We're not sugar free. Um, just <laughs> you know, just share it with your friends and family and let them know there's a little secret called 100 not out that has just turned 300 not out. And we kind of thought, Damo, that uh, well, you kind of uh, hinted at this this morning that maybe over the years we've begun to identify that. Maybe we're not, and we're not talking about you and I here, but we can bring ourselves into this. Us as a population, the national, international population, we're not as happy and fulfilled and maybe calm and sociable as maybe we were when we first started recording it. And um, you flicked me a, a little news item this morning, and I don't mind a news item when it's based on some research that maybe Australians um, are not as happy as they once were. Would you like to pick up the story here? Because it's a little bit disturbing, but it is a great conversation starter as well. Yeah, look, essentially, I think we've all witnessed bad behavior. There's road rage. People are getting frustrated on the public transport systems around Australia. People, you know, may not stand up for people that we used to stand up for to give them a seat. You know, quite often you see people bury their head in a phone um, or have their headphones on and look the other way when somebody old or elderly walks onto the train and they should get the seat. Or, you know, chivalry, uh, and I still practice chivalry, um, and I think that's an important thing. You and I, the, the political correct uh, world wouldn't. You and I. Well, I think chivalry. you know, women and girls still like chivalry. They're craving um, chivalry. Yeah, I think they still like it. They, uh, you know, and I, as much as they don't like to see themselves as different in many cases, um, they do like chivalry, um, and so that's a nice thing, you know. So I still like to practice that. But you look around and you see that these people don't get up, they don't stand up anymore. So there's that. So that gets people a little bit agitated, a little bit irritated. Um, It all started uh, when there was a lady who yelled at another lady, one of her neighbours who lived across the road, and this lady um, who got yelled at is a double amputee type 2 diabetic. So um, she must have said something. In a wheelchair. She threw the other lady's bins across the road. There you go. She pushed the bins. yeah, so the the frustration, the agitation uh, began, you know, and we, <laughs> I was listening very quickly uh, today while I was sitting on Jackson's bed trying to wake him up because he got in late last night. I said, come on, mate, time to get up. You've got to do a few things. And, uh, and, and Chrissy Brownie and whoever the other dude is were on the radio and they were interviewing somebody from Neighbours. And they were playing the old music from Neighbours and they were talking about the, you know, the wonderful show that Neighbours was and maybe still is, but they were saying how nice it is to have great Neighbours. And in this case, this lady felt that her neighbour wasn't good and she cracked it with her and yelled at her and abused her and said that she wanted to hurt her. 
and uh, and this then started a cascade of other other I suppose uh, recognizable events where people have been abused on trains, people are abused on the roads, and people are just stressed out. So the story was investigating why are Australians so stressed? Uh, are we more angry? And I would have to say that we are. So Amber often, you know, she'll be driving to, to work or she'll be driving around and she's often a victim of road rage. People cut her off or don't let her in or whatever else and they honk at her and flash the lights. Now, maybe it's got something to do with the way Amber drives. I don't know. Um, it's certainly not what I'm saying. But what we do, you know, notice is that people get agitated and frustrated and they, they honk their horn too much. And so there, there's endemic uh, there is a problem. Maybe it's epidemic, but it's endemic um, in terms of it's in our uh, social stratosphere at the moment, stress and frustration and agitation. And I've got some ideas around that, but I reckon you've got some ideas around that too, Piercy. You're a bit older and wiser than I am. So I'm going to say a couple of things and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. But I think, you know, based on this report, it was reported this article, which was on 9news.com today, you will pop it in the show notes. It came on the back of yeah, that story that um, I think a current affair uh, shared. But then there's also been some research done by one of the big banks uh, that kind of researched over, well, asked people over 2,000, 2000 people, um, just some questions around their well-being and it kind of revealed that three out of four adults uh, tend to believe that we are becoming angrier. Now, now you and I, if, if we'd be two of the four because we would say that we see people becoming angrier. Now, the study blamed changing values, social norms, drugs, alcohol, and money worries for this changing society. And that's where I go, okay, now that's where the discussion is. And, you know, we don't, uh, we were only a, a, a short podcast here. We're not going to talk about this for an hour, but changing values is an interesting one. And, and I'll put, you know, yeah. things like materialism, keeping up with the Joneses, I want it now. Um, then some of the conversations around our homes and the way we design our homes. We used to be on a quarter acre block. Now we might mm, be in um, space, in, in less space, and we're around more people. Um, go to the beach. Go to the beach. But then you know things like drugs. I mean, to even think that we have to bring drugs into the conversation. I mean, when I was growing up, I'm going to sound like such an old man here, but when I was when I was growing up back in the old days, in the old days, demo, drugs <laughs> were something that just the 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 this is going to sound brutal, but just the dirt of society would indulge in. Like it, drugs were just the, this is the worst thing ever. Like you would just never like drug. Just the word drugs was oh, so ugly. Like you'd just be like, I disagree with that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When I was growing up, and when you were growing no, up, was no, I disagree with that. Yeah, that's okay. But just let me hear me out here. So when I was growing <laughs> up, that was just like if you if, if you were in any way associated with drugs, it was just the, it was just. You know, like, let's talk about bringing shame to yourself or your family that's or whatever. That's because you're Catholic, right? No, no, that's what I'm saying. So, this is the whole point yeah. here. We all have and have a different view here because we all had different upbringings, lived in different environments, all the rest of it. So, this is the whole thing. Everyone's going to have a different answer based on their own things. But we, if we've got changing values, social norms, drugs, alcohol, and money uh, as the as the, the, the blame or the the, um, the levels that are bringing different anger out, Everyone's going to have a different, different um, hierarchy or a different order on them. So I suppose yeah. the question I have for you is: of those ones there, as you talk about in Crack Your Stress Code, we all have different triggers. Like, what trigger yeah. do you think is the the one that we, as a society, need to be most 
concerned about or put the most attention and, and energy into because this affects the quality of our lives, which will then impact the quantity of our lives and so on and so forth. Well, I don't know if it really comes from that list, to be honest with you, PC. Ah. And I'll just say that again. Yeah, no, I'm going, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I don't think it does. Like, yes, finance has been tight, but, you know, if we go back to the mid-'80s, interest rates are up around 17 18%. So, you know, for houses, there was definitely stress back then. In terms of drug use, um, yes, you know, growing up in a, a Catholic school, both you and I were taught that drugs are bad, um, and that only um, the, the scum of society would be having them. However, uh, I I have since learned, since you know, investigating the war on drugs um, and how this war on drugs has been going on for about a hundred years, drugs have only really been bad um, since they were prohibited. Since yeah, they were made well, that's, illegal, yeah, well, a hundred percent. And drugs are treated as a criminal problem. Instead, they really should be treated as a health problem. Which uh, as a health Richard problem, Richard Branson a is problem. a massive, massive. Um, proponent of absolutely yeah and so i think that um america has made drugs bad um and made it you know more illicit because and with the illicit drug trade that's you know caused stress and anxiety in that regard for sure but i think maybe there are more people using drugs but i think that's got a lot to do with the media and a lot to do with television and yep. movies and all, because what we censor and what we let go onto the television and into the radio these days is way different to what you and I, you know, probably grew up with and way different to what our grandparents would have grown up with. It's very, very different. There's very loose standards around what gets, you know, shared. So, you know, what is real and what's moral um, and what's right and what's wrong, um, what's ethical, there's very, you know, grey lines and blurred lines there. So I I think that's it. That's a bit, that's confusing. But the other thing is too, there's media blackouts. So what, we want to learn about or what we would like to, you know, read about, we don't actually get access to that sort of information. You know, there's information that's that should have been printed in the media in the last, you know, week or so um, that wasn't printed in the media because yeah. of media blackouts. Yeah. And and obviously, just in case I might get into trouble for saying what some of that stuff might be, I won't say it. But this is the thing. Like, there isn't freedom of speech, and I think people feel a bit caged in. The other thing we have in Australia, and for a long time we've called ourselves a nanny state, um, is we've got a lot of legislation and there's a lot of rules and regulations about how we can act and what we've got to do and what we um, are able to get away with or not get away with. And um, and a lot of it could be seen to be revenue generating. A lot of it could be seen to be over-policing. Um, and some of it might actually help us with our standard of living. However, uh, people feel caged in. And there's the old saying, when a rat's in the corner, he will he will behave aggressively. Yeah. And when people are feeling like they are in the corner, that they haven't got freedom to move or they haven't got freedom to express, if they haven't got access to life, um, they will behave appallingly and poorly. And that's what we're seeing. So when you talk about that, I think of, you know, shoebox homes, uh, watching, exposed to all types of media, whether it's whether it's the types of movies people are watching, the types of social media they're consuming, the types of mainstream traditional media, the, the media that they're not being exposed to, the, um, the social isolation that a lot of technology can cause, uh, unfulfilled jobs where people feel like a rat in the corner because they feel like they are trapped, like they can't, they feel almost uh, trapped, which almost creates a financial stress, like trapped by a mortgage, which means they won't leave a job, so they feel like a rat in the corner because of the level of, I suppose, yeah, attachment to 
certain responsibilities. Um, is that kind of where, you know, you're heading with that? Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. But I think also people are being forced to do things that they don't want to do. And I think that also causes stress. Um, you know, I mean, we'll take a really simple example. And I, I get frustrated with this on a daily basis. And Melbourne traffic's appalling, right? We know that. Um, but various speed limits have been put in place, um, you know, for example, on the Tullamarine Freeway of 80, 80 k's an hour. Now it's a six lane freeway. Yeah. Or a six lane highway with the best roads in Melbourne. Um, and we're only allowed to go 80 k's an hour. Uh, and a report came out that said that if you decrease the speed by, um, like, I think it's five k's or 10 k's, then you'll decrease, uh, the risk of, of death on the road by, you know, a significant amount. And so the argument for decreasing the, the speed limit was to, you know, decrease the death toll because they're aiming for a zero, you know, death toll on the roads. But what that actually does uh, and, what, and what also happened with that is that um, the Victorian police actually were told to not chase. So they weren't allowed to, you know, pursue vehicles. If a vehicle sped off, they weren't allowed to pursue them. So what actually happened was that um, the the dangerous people that choose to speed will drive erratically because they'll ignore, you know, those speed limits and they know they can get away from the police. Um, it means that you're creating frustration because the traffic moves slowly and then dangerous situations where people will drive more erratically and then the police can't pursue it. So there's people that are frustrated with the traffic anyway and then there's people that will get away from it and they wonder why people who are speeding aren't getting pulled up. It's because the police can't actually pursue them. So there's this, you know, this level of stress that people deal with for maybe one or two hours a day just being stuck in traffic where they don't actually get home in time to be able to enjoy the spoils of their life and they're just caught in a rat race. There's rules, regulations. That's just one example of a legislation or of a rule that could be causing people to feel quite agitated. All right, now I want to put on the, the, the health question and direct it straight to you, great chiropractor, naturopath, nutritionist. Um, mm. You talk about traffic, you know, big factor, a big consequence of that is sedentary. Uh, what yep. impact is the is the sedentary lifestyle and our nutritional choices, which isn't mentioned anywhere in this article? At and all. And all I'll right. say when you look at the show notes, look at the people in the photos and have a look at potentially what maybe their nutritional choices or lack or sedentary lifestyle might be creating. Uh, mm -hmm. What impact do you think sedentary lifestyle and uh, poor nutrition has on levels of anger? I think that every single health commentator and every single health journalist, including yourself, would say that um, sedentary lifestyles and poor diet would be contributing to uh, an inability to manage stress. There's no doubt about it. And what we do know is that a 30-minute walk every single day decreases the effect of stress by 50%. So we know that to be true. That's a, a, a well-known fact, a well-known research um, you know, and published paper and study. And uh, all of our listeners so, are walking at the moment and giving themselves a nice little pat on the back because they're going for a walk back, and listening to yep. a podcast. Or you can pat yourself on the bum to make yourself go faster. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but we, uh, dad joke, dad we joke. know that <laughs> we know that to be the case. So we know that if you eat better, you've got better availability of nutrients. You've got uh, a more calm. Um, digestive system, a more calm nervous system, et cetera, et cetera. All of those things are improved, you know, as a result of eating better and then are improved as a result of, of, of moving more. So 
you, the, the sedentary lifestyle is definitely contributing to it. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you can't get out and free your mind, then you're stuck inside your mind or you're stuck inside your screen. You might be watching too much YouTube or watching too much um, Facebook or looking at Instagram too much or on Snapchat. And these social media, you know, devices make you believe you've got relationships when in fact you don't. You've actually got people just thumbing things up or thumbing things down. It's not really an engagement. It's kind of a quasi yeah. almost relationship. And, and people – desire and acquire touch and they desire relationships and connection and uh, and these screens aren't giving that so if the only thing you get a chance to do is listen to podcasts or listen to the radio and get frustrated by the by the traffic and then you get home and you're too tired to get out and do some exercise and then you wake up tired in the morning you're not doing exercise and you're just driving back to work again you, you're in a rut and that needs to be broken there's so much in here that i'm you know i'm thinking this is coming out this episode on new year's eve uh, just before the year 2019, you know, I invite all of our listeners and I'm really thinking uh, particularly personally here about what's a really important improvement that you could make in 2019 and you might not consider yourself an angry person but it might be, you know, and I do like the opening line of this article and it's this, getting angry is a natural human emotion but it's how you deal with that anger that matters and mm. I think that's a really important kind of headline for all of us to take into 2019. I would never have a goal that I banish anger from my personality. No one could ever do it. It's not the way the world or the human condition is created. Even the most uh, devout Buddhist monk um, has been angry in their life <laughs> and will get angry. Don't let anyone fool you. But the key yes. is what do you do when stressful situations arise? If you do get cut off, do you lose it? If you do find uh, some someone that doesn't treat you the way you would expect, how angry are you going to get, how do you deal with it? And I think as we've mentioned in here, there are a number of ways that you can begin to improve the response and that is what uh, is your movement lifestyle like? Uh, as Damo said, if you improve, if you go for a walk by, 30, what was it, 30 minutes a day reduces your something by 50%? Yeah, the effect of stress. So not your stress but the effect of your stress. So we know that people are going to have stress. Again, everyone's stress is going to be different. But if you if you just move for thirty minutes a day, just walking, walking is all you got to do. It doesn't have to be a jog or a run or a ride. Just walking for thirty minutes a day will decrease the effect of stress by fifty percent. Smash out, yeah, exactly. Smash out a bit of, um, it will just smash the cortisol just coming through. It'll just deaden it, kick it, smash it, kill it, just reduce it. <laughs> um, I've been hanging around my son too much. He's into it's all very those aggressive. Words. Yeah, that's very, very aggressive. aggressive. Uh, but other things like maybe maybe your level of news consumption is is impacting your psyche maybe you're so informed that so many things are getting you so wound up and that you care so much about so much that's happening in the world and that can um, cause it like Damo just mentioned social media engagement can really have a big impact on your um, on your levels of anger uh, how much are you engaging with other people are you eating foods that are causing you to create more that, that are causing your stress response or your anger response to be more aggressive um again even just being at the the um uh where we're staying at the moment um seeing so many families here but i saw two kids the other day damo just go off and guzzle sugar that one girl said to this boy are you hungry he said no not really he said do you want to come and have some sugar with me he said oh okay and it just, mean, just drank just, sugar just got like you know like the out of the games room the family the, the games room they went and got like those sachets of sugar just started guzzling them. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, but this is, this is <laughs> anger responses. Amazing. I mean, yes, they're kids, but, you know, this is anger. Just question your, your sugar consumption um, in 2019 and, and, and the level of sugar consumption in response to your 
level of anger. Uh, there are a number of factors that I invite all of our listeners to look at and Damo and I ourselves, it's a really good look at yourself in the mirror type conversation to have which we invite uh, and we can have this deep and meaningful on episode 300 because we've been with you guys for nearly five, is it nearly six years? It's nearly six nearly years. Nearly six years. Right? Six yeah, weeks, I think. It's, it's six years. So six or 12 wow. weeks. So just 12 really weeks, have that good hard look in the mirror as uh, 2019 approaches. Um what can you do to just not eliminate anger from your life but deal with it in a more empowering, humane way? Mm, good good wisdom. Yeah. Mate, thanks good for raising wisdom. this topic. Really appreciate it, particularly on the hey, eve of a big year. Well, next week, we're going to do our world-famous trends for 2019. <laughs> All right. I like I like doing that. There's um there's been a bit of accuracy over the last few oh, years mate, around. You those have trends. been and I invite all of our listeners to go back to every every episode like twelve months ago, listen to the trends of the upcoming year. Uh exclusive by Damien Christoph and swear to God, you have nailed it every single year. Particularly, <laughs> may I say, particularly the rise and rise of veganism which you mm. could not have been any more on the money to the point now where you can go to Hungry Jack's in France and get a vegan burger. I don't know if you can do that in Australia, but I just remember being in Europe, wow. driving past the Hungry Jack's and being able to get a vegan burger. I've just gobsmacked how much veganism has just transcended all elements of the nutritional world. So that yeah. you have been so on the money with, but looking forward to your insights on the next episode, episode 301 of 100 on now, but most importantly, mate, thank you for a wonderful 300 episodes up to this point. It's been an absolute joy, privilege, and honor to share this adventure with you and can't wait for another 300. Thank you, PC. It has been an absolute pleasure. I love it. I look forward to doing it every single time we get a chance to record. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing the conversations that you and I can have, it really. And I suppose it's a great reminder of of why it's important to get together with people that you love and uh, and have conversations, share, chat. It's uh, it's a great thing. You know, if you're driving the car at the moment and it's been a long time since you've had a proper conversation with someone, just dial the number of, of a friend, give them a call, arrange a catch-up if you can, but just, you know, say hello rather than texting. I think it's a nice thing. Oh, I couldn't have said it any better. Look, to find out more about the great man, make sure you head on over to damienchristoph.com. Uh, forage cereal. ForageCereal.com, mm. the new sprouted range. It is like no other cereal you've ever had. Even if you've had the pre, I'm going to call it the Forage 1.0, the sprouted range is Forage 2.0. It is, there is nothing like it on the market in Australia. So make sure you check out the new sprouted range at Forage Cereal. Well, no, no, mate, seriously, well done on what you've done there. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, if you'd like to join Damo and I in Ikaria and up, what do you call it, up level? your relationship with Damo and I, but more importantly, learn the longevity wisdom of the Ikarians. Live it for yourself in the village of Nas. Head on over to 100notout.com. We are going over to the island where people forget to die on September 4 for 10 days in lifestyle paradise next year on the Greek islands. That's all at 100notout.com. For more about myself, head on over to marcuspierce.com.au. But most importantly, as we said at the beginning of this episode, if you know people that would love more of this message, show them how to listen to a podcast. Subscribe to 100 Not Out in iTunes. Give this episode or give this uh, podcast a five-star rating. And until next time, as always, thanks for your support and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.